Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Actors with Issues with me, your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's guest is an actor who made his Broadway debut in Disney's Frozen and is currently starring in the new off-Broadway musical based on best-selling author Jody Pico's novel Between the Lines. It's Jake David Smith. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Stoked. So uh, before we get started uh, with the interview, we always start with a quick rapid fire round of questions. It's a game we call getting to know you uh, to get to know you a little better. So we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock and just see how many of these questions you get through, uh, starting with coffee or tea, tea, film or television, uh, television, drama or comedy, comedy, hero or villain, hero, plays or musicals, musicals. Stage acting or screen acting? Stage. Uh, day off, horror movie or rom-com? Rom-com. What actors had the biggest influence on you? Oh, ooh, Hugh Jackman. Uh, do you have a secret talent? Um, I can wiggle my ears and I can cross one eye at a time. <laughs> uh, what is the last show that you binge watched? Uh, Hacks on HBO. Good choice. I love that show. Yeah. Uh, what was your first non-acting job? First non-acting job? Oh God, <laughs> I was a uh, I was I was an employee at Hollister. I was. I think we Hollister all did Rommel. retail. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Uh, what's a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Uh, Anchorman. And that's time. So, uh, last question: Describe your most memorable audition in three words, and memorable can be good or bad. So that I leave up to you. <laughs> um okay three words yeah i don't know if, i'm gonna i'm gonna cheat um finger lakes voice crack grease the country <laughs> or the musical uh the musical <laughs> <laughs> oh man i feel like we all have one of those stories prepared already we're just like oh the worst one like haunts you oh yeah <laughs> it was gnarly um, so I know that Between the Lines has been an, in development for a very long time, for like several years before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's finally here, finally making its off-Broadway premiere. Um, so when did you first become involved with the project and what was your audition experience like? Um, I first became involved in March of 2020. Uh, so uh, they formerly had Broadway's Jason Gattay, super mm -hmm. awesome guy, uh, as their Prince Oliver. Uh, but he... Uh, got a TV show, got that HBO remake uh, of of Gossip Girl. You know, they you know needed a needed a quick sub, uh, and me and you know every other understudy on Broadway, you know, tried to try to weasel our way into that room. I got an appointment, uh, and it was just Jeff Calhoun in the room, our director, for the first appointment. Uh, and this was like a week long. Ooh, excuse me, a week long process, basically. We're like Monday audition, Wednesday, more or less final callback. And then, you know, you start rehearsal really like the next week. Uh, and so I had, I, I got the sides and I was like, oh, like, this is me. Like, I'm not acting. These are words I would say, these are jokes I would make. Great. Um, 
you know, drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled that song with that high B flat that, you know, all that crazy <laughs> stuff. And then went in just sort of like, it's one of those weird times where the stars align and you're like, for some reason, you're just not nervous at all. And you're like, mm. I, this is breathing right now. Like I'm not trying, I'm not, you know, I wanted the job so bad. Don't get me wrong. But I walked in like, yeah, whatever. I'm here. Let's do this thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then had a really lovely conversation with Jeff afterward, then moved to the final callback. They have to do it at literally like 1030 in the morning Oh boy! because <laughs> me and one of the other guys that is called back for final callbacks are both we're me and Anthony Segari are, are both called back. We're both Hans Utter studies. We're both in Frozen across the street. So we're doing this audition at like Sunlight Studios on, I think it's 43rd, it might be 44th. And, they, and uh, it's literally 10.30 in the morning and I'm sitting there with like a massage gun on my neck and my chest, like trying to open up at 10.30 so I can sing so high. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Daryl walks, Daryl Roth, our, our producer, walks in to this, you know, sweet young woman working the front desk, and it's like, "Are um, I'm looking for the room for between the lines," and she goes, "Oh, sure. Are you auditioning?" Or she goes, <laughs> "Honey, I produce the show," and the girl, I swear to God, went sheet white in that moment, yeah. in the blink of an eye. <laughs> and anyway, that's a tangent, but I go in for the final callback, and like, um. My buddy Anthony goes first and I'm like listening outside the door like you're not supposed to because, you know, I wanted him to book. He wanted me to book. We were, we were rooting for each other. And then I go in, Anthony listens for me. Uh, and I, you know, another situation where like, I was just like, this is breathing like this. And that, that room really is full of such awesome people. Um, they, they, they all wanted, you know, you, they wanted the auditioner to succeed because they needed an, a prince as bad as you wanted to book. So right. um, we rolled through the scenes. I landed my jokes. I hit the notes and uh, I had a little lovely chit chat sort of talking about, you know, my ability to dance. We weren't going to do a dance call. And I was able to be like, well, you know, I can do all of Love is an Open Door, obviously, which is like some pretty serious partnering. And they were like, oh my God, great, awesome. Well, Jake, we'll see you later. And then like that night, we do we do our matinee. Anthony and I like grab a bagel, walk across the street, go get in costume. <laughs> and uh, that night during our second show, Jody Picot follows me on Instagram. And you know, I'm sitting next to Anthony and he's like, You booked. And I was like, Anthony, <laughs> come on, man. Like, and I then I'm in my head, I'm like, Well, then why why would a New York Times bestselling author follow me on Instagram if I'm not in her show? And uh, the next morning I got a call. You're Prince Oliver. And that morning was the day Broadway shut down. That was March 13th, 2020. I got a Timing. call that said, put in your four weeks notice at Frozen. And I wrote it, wrote it out. I said, I wrote a very sweet letter thanking everybody. It was my Broadway debut. So many firsts, so many lessons learned, you know, on and on and on. And then they sent back like, that's great, Jake. By the way, don't come to rehearsal today. The show's closed. Oh man. Or show's canceled. We didn't know yeah. we were closed forever then. But um, yeah, it was a crazy journey. So I, and then I rescinded my four weeks notice because we weren't sure if Frozen was going to open back up before Between the Lines had the op opportunity to open back up. 
So it was sort of like, whichever comes back first is the thing I'll go do. Yeah. And Disney was great. Like they, you know, allowed me to, to do that and to rescind my four weeks notice. So for a while I had two jobs and then in frozen clothes, I had one job and then we lost our time slot at, at the Tony Kaiser. And so I had no jobs and, you know, the producers have been amazing. And Daryl was emailing us every six months throughout the pandemic being like, I still intend to put this show up. Uh, I believe in it. I believe in you all. This is lovely. And I was like, all right, you, you've only seen me for like two minutes, but I'm very flattered. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that's the story. And then, you know, finally, literally two years and two months later, we're up and running in the Tony Kaiser. Timing, you know, it's, it's crazy to think like, I feel like so many actors, especially all the conversations we've had on the show over the last two years of the two years and two months as well, mm -hmm. uh, pretty much that like, everyone has like sort of a crazy COVID story. Like, do you remember where you were in New York city on March 13th? Like <laughs> I was on set, I was working on a show and, oh, yeah. and then the producer came in and said, Hey, it was a Shonda rhyme show. And, um, the producer came in and said, Hey guys, Shonda just called the shutting down production, like effective immediately. So you're all released. Don't come in tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we'll reach out and all that stuff. But like, yeah, man, it's, it's I, I want to go back a bit to something you said about sort of like having that whatever mentality mm -hmm. going into the room because yeah. actors we obviously we get into our heads all the time and mm -hmm. we can be our own worst critics so like i'm curious how helpful that's been to you and clearly in this process it worked because you were sort of able to just like let loose and be yourself in that audition but like is that something oh. you try and carry with you for all auditions Absolutely. Um, it's something when I'm my best self that I remember, but when I'm like, you know, my worst anxious self, I tend to get caught up in playing the casting director or the director's <laughs> job for them and yeah. being like, well, what do they want to see? What do I need to do? How do I need to do my hair? What clothes do I need to wear to make sure that, you know, I am perceived as right for this role. Um, and on my best days, I go, no, if they want me, I am me and me is what you're going to get. So like, here it is. And I just walk in in jeans and a t-shirt and I just live, you know, and usually that's when something is really in my lane. And um, uh, you might've heard this analogy before, but there's, there's like actors obviously are very, very skilled and can play a wide range of characters. And I like to think of it as everybody has a lane. Mm -hmm. And you may able to, you may like technically and talent wise be able to play roles outside of your lane, but like the ones that are meant for you are in your lane. And if you keep looking right and looking left or auditioning for roles that are to the right and to the left and trying to merge, like, you know, you're just going to cause yourself anxiety. You're just going to be playing that game in your head of like, well, what do I need to change about myself to, so, so that I can be right for this role? Uh, I need to shave so I can look younger. I need to, you know, do do this and that and the other. I need to like wear a big baggy shirt and hide my frame or whatever. Um, and when a role is in your lane, like Prince Oliver was, you don't think about that. And it all melts away and you just walk in. You're like, no, 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 I'm right for this. I am the answer to your problems. Here I am. Hmm. You know, I have arrived. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show because, you know, my yeah. job is done. So in between the lines, you know, follows the story of this young high schooler, um, Delilah, who 
escapes her very difficult life through reading fantasy and that's where your character prince oliver comes along so uh what can you tell us about oliver and your journey with the character so far especially since you've sort of gotten to like sit and marinate with oliver for a few years yeah yeah um obviously like i read the script when i got it um then you know throughout the pandemic i listened to the book on tape um i'm not a big reader <laughs> I have uh, some learning disabilities that make that difficult. But uh, so I listened to the book on tape and uh, you know, there's so much more like the book sort of shifts between the perspectives of Oliver and Delilah. And it's almost like a two headed dragon type of story. And the musical is about Delilah. And for all intents and purposes, I think the musical should be about Delilah. Um, and I'm happy to be a vehicle for that. But Oliver, you know, is, is, a, is a storybook prince that feels trapped in the role he's been given. He, did, he, he wants a say in how things play out. He doesn't want to be the swashbuckling, you know, hero that he was written to be. He's really sort of like a more gentle and goofy soul. Um, and, you know, he's, he sings a line like, I have a sword, I've never used it. So, you know, he's not the type of guy to, to use violence as an answer to his, or brute force as an answer to his problems. Um, you know, and, and he was, but he was, you know, sort of illustrated in this way that Delilah initially finds interesting and she sort of says, I wish you were real, pop out, hello. <laughs> um, and then you, you get to meet Oliver and they both, relate about the fact they feel like trapped in these roles that have been assigned to them by society. Delilah at a new school sort of assigned the role of like nerd and outcast from the get-go because she's such an avid reader and she's always got her nose in a book and she's not really superficial. And then, you know, Oliver who feels trapped in this, in this, you know, dishonest role of the prince that he doesn't feel in his own heart. Um, and so they spend the whole show like talking about, you know, sort of each of them wanting to escape into, e up in, into each other's world, which is the irony is like Delilah wishes she could go be confident and, and, and elegant and effortless like a prince or a princess. And, and um, you know, Oliver talks about social media and he says, why would anyone live? A, why would anyone live a fictional life by choice? And like, you know, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I would give anything to experience something real. Like hmm. he doesn't care. He would, he wants to get hurt. He wants to experience, you know, like bullying and getting stabbed in the back. <laughs> he just wants to experience life, you know, yeah. cause what he knows is so fabricated. Um, and it's, it's a really fun dichotomy of, of Ariel uh, or Delilah playing the straight man and Oliver being this sort of like giddy, excited, newborn thing that is like, oh my God, what, what? Tell me everything. I want to know everything about your world. Uh, so he's a bit of a golden retriever. It's fun. <laughs> and uh, have you experienced any particular challenges with the role? Like what's been sort of the most challenging part for you? Yeah. Um, it's really challenging to stay grounded in a character that is sort of like intentionally, um, I don't wanna say dumb, but <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Oliver, 
Oliver's worldview is is this big I'm on a podcast. It's very small. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot of sort of tongue-in-cheek jokes at Oliver's expense about like him not knowing things about the real world. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I want to keep Oliver relatable um, to the audience. I, I, you know, I want to keep Oliver um, grounded and real. At the same time, he's a fantasy prince who mm. is saying things like, who is movies and why must we watch him? <laughs> um, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a cool, you know, back and forth between me and, and Jeff, our director, about like, you know, don't be anything, don't be charming, don't be larger than life, just be. And, you know, my general, you know, state of being and the lines written for Oliver are enough. You know, it's just it's just to live the, the role in the character. And he ends up being charming in the end. He ends up being a prince in the end. You don't need to put anything special, you know, on anything extra on. Um, and that's how to like sort of keep it grounded. I need to not get caught up in the fantasy, in the in the gestures and the larger than life, you know, as, as if I can keep it grounded, the jokes will still end and I will be a, a real character that's relatable. And um, just before we go, so I'm, I'm just curious, you know, with the name of our show being Actors with Issues, um, does anything come to mind as like an issue or an obstacle that you've dealt with um, or maybe still are in your career that you can like shed some light on? Yeah, um, throughout my life of uh, growing up had ADHD and um, some learning disabilities like a reading processing uh, issue uh, where I don't retain information very well if I just read it. So learning lines and learning a show is really difficult for me until I get it on its feet. And so sort of throughout the process of learning about my brain and how it functions, um, in order to, you know, be a functioning adult, uh, mm -hmm. I learned the spatial relations sort of area of my brain has compensated for the area that can't really read. So, like, I realized that growing up doing theater, I was memorizing the lines based on where I was standing on stage and who I was talking to. But if you asked me to just sit still and do the scene, like, I probably couldn't do it. So it's about, for me learning lines and learning a scene is about like I have to beg my girlfriend to read lines with me so I can stand up and associate like a gesture or a beat with the line to know the order of the scene and as soon as I discovered that like now I, I can learn scenes like for audition sides and stuff when I'm like standing in front of a blue backdrop talking to no one you know I can learn scenes I gotta run it like three times I'll do it twice with the paper in my hand, like on my feet doing something. And then by the third time I have associated, you know, my physical, my physicalizations, who, where my focus is being thrown with what line I'm saying. And then I'm like, done, good to go. Like as I sort of worked backwards and figured out how to learn my lines. And sometimes directors get frustrated because I'm, I have a script in my hand. I can't show up off book. But usually people are very accommodating and, and their, their understanding of that is if I explain to them like, hey, you know, I, I have a diagnosed learning disability. Like if you let me run the scene twice with my script in my hand, I'll never need it again. And they're like, okay, let's do it. You know, mm. it's been really cool.
before we go, we always uh, wrap up with a uh, another sort of rapid fire round, um, but it's not timed, so that pressure's off. Cool. Um, it's called Now That We Know You, since we've gotten to chat for a bit. Uh, so fill in the blank. If I weren't working in the arts, I'd be? A physical therapist. Uh, what role have you had the most fun playing? Mm. Shrek. <laughs> it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten? That when you walk into a room, you are not only auditioning to win the role, you are, audition you are auditioning to hang out with those people for four weeks as you learn the show and go to lunch with them on lunch breaks and you have to remember to be a human being uh, in the audition. And what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Oh, oh. Worst advice I've ever gotten. I don't know. I don't I don't retain that. I just go, well, you're dumb, and I and I throw it out the one in one ear out the other. I don't know. Oh, geez. Someone told me to uh, squeeze really hard when I hit a high note when I was a kid in choir. Oh. Instead of <laughs> instead of release the tension, they said add uh -huh. tension. Squeeze really hard and the note oh. will pop out. And <laughs> I had to unlearn that fast. So And uh, lastly, in ten words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Uh don't get caught up in character. Be yourself. Have fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jake, thank you so much for, for joining us on the show today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Uh for anyone that wants to give you a follow on Instagram or anywhere on social media, where can they find you? Sure. I'm at Jake David Smith on Instagram and uh, TikTok and Jake David Smith too on Twitter. And I don't tweet, so <laughs> yeah, do what you want. And folks, as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juaniala Official and be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Actors with Issues podcast with new episodes every Monday. Between the Lines is now in performances at the Tony Kaiser Theater in New York City. I'm Juaniala. This is Actors with Issues, and we'll see you next week.